All right, welcome everyone. You have just stepped into the coach's box. This is a sports podcast, sports and culture podcast. Uh, so the things that are important that you never hear on television, you're gonna hear right here uh, with us. And so I'm your host, JP3, and I'm joined by a great group of people uh, this evening. Uh, first of all, we have uh, Coach Wake Up. So say what's up, Coach Wake Up. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? That was my intro. That was nice. Yeah, that was I say hello, so I said hello. That was, that was nice. You followed directions to a T. Like, it was perfect. <laughs> it, was, it was perfect. <laughs> Who else we got in the building? Oh, Coach Natty T. Uh, Not here in Maryland slash D.C. Coach. <laughs> Let's go. Coach K. All the way. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So there's two. <sighs> okay, I, I realize that. This is the yeah. real Coach K here. We got, yeah, we got. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. All right. We got the real Coach K. We got the real, real one, Coach K. <laughs> you only need A and K when you pronounce his name. Yeah, you know. Hey, let's let's do. You know, men's basketball, Mike Shashevsky. If you want to like fund the Coach's Box podcast, then you oh, could be can, the real absolutely. Coach K. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Then, you know, so I'll call him whatever he want if he fund the show. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. Pops, real. Pops. Pops. I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs> <laughs> Not Clinton. Clay. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So we have a jam-packed show uh, for you all today. Uh, and we try to talk a little bit about everything. So we're going to start with, with boxing. We just came off a weekend of, of, of an epic uh, a showdown between Mike Tyson and I use the word epic loosely. Uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. Uh, there were several fights before that. So I'd like for us to, to start with that. Coach Wake Up, you have some, some key takeaways uh, from, from your perspective and what happened uh, last weekend. Talk to us a little bit about those. I want to say that this is the uh, greatest sporting event that I've ever bore witness to in, in my 30 <laughs> some odd years of living. <laughs> it's thoroughly, thoroughly entertained. Uh, but some takeaways that I would like to talk about. I think the um, elephant in the room is Nate Robinson. Um, oh, in hindsight, though hindsight is twenty twenty, my first takeaway is that him wearing Knicks colors was indeed an omen. We should have known. <laughs> we should have known that he was going to lose. And this is my second takeaway. Not only did he lose, he got hit eight times. <laughs> <laughs> Eight punches oh, by a YouTuber man. at that. Someone said that Nate Robinson got smashed with the like button. That just, <laughs> just, that just took me out. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Amazing. Also on, also on that note, I think the MVP of the night or one of the MVPs of the night was Snoop Dogg. I need him to commentate everything. I, I want him to commentate my, my wedding. I want him to commentate my baby is born. I want him to commentate everything because when Nate <laughs> got knocked down for the second time and he immediately went into Precious Lord, take my hand. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, lost <laughs> I lost it. When he said, oh, wait, Nate got the wrong shoes on. Somebody, <laughs> Nate got on basketball shoes. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, he got on Jordan 1s and I love Jordan 1s. No, keep the Jordan 1s. No, he okay. needed some. He needed some. Uh, some Wilsons, or <laughs> <laughs> some adequate boxing equipment. Yeah, 
something. Yes. Um, yes. So to get into the uh, the main fight of the evening, I really appreciated that Roy Jones came out to a remix of Y'all Must Have Forgot, which is the greatest uh, musical ensemble by an athlete. Without question. Um, also, Roy's strategy was very funny because his strategy was to gas Tyson out. And in that, he himself got tired. <laughs> yes. By the second round, by the second round, Roy was done. Yeah, he was puffing and puffing. Dude. He was done. Now, the funniest part, have y'all gone back and watched the post game or the post uh, fight uh, interview? I've seen bits and pieces of yeah. it. Yo, <laughs> when they said, when, was it Lampley? Was it Jim Lampley that interviewed them? It was, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. When he was like, you know, do we want to run it back? First of all, Roy, if you watch Roy, Roy's hands are on his stomach the entire time because he's like trying to breathe, focus on breathing from the body shots. And he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, I'm going to talk to my team. Right, Tyson was like, I'm ready to fight right now. Mm -hmm. Like, let's yep. do it. I, I can, I'm, I want to do this again. This was fun. Like, you could tell it clicked for him, yeah. um, which was great to see. I would like to talk to the group about that. Mm -hmm. But the funniest part is Roy's holding his, he's holding his stomach and he's like, <laughs> you know, I'm going to talk to my team, talk to my family. You know, we're going to see, you know, we run it back, we run it back, but I don't know. <laughs> 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 he, he was like, I do not want to feel those body shots no, ever again. Nah, man. Ever that was Roy Jones Jr.'s way of saying no. <laughs> <That was laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And and his and his and the, the line of the night, aside from Snoop saying, Precious Lord, take my hand, was Roy Jones saying, uh, when when he was asked if he liked the draw, he said, No, because I wear draws. <laughs> I <don't> wear draws. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and my final takeaway <laughs> this is my most serious takeaway of the night mm. it was very entertaining but give me spence and garcia this weekend oh, i cannot absolutely. i cannot wait that was all entertaining and that was great and i hope that this is putting like some emphasis back on boxing being taken serious as a sport because mm. we know the mm. boxing has been killing it for at least the last five years absolutely um you know even yeah. outside of like floyd in there for the casuals but if you go down and you really get into it there's some ex there's excellent fights we we bore witness to and i think that spencer garcia is on that list spencer garcia is going to be amazing mm -hmm. um and so i'm ready for that yeah there's some strong competition and yeah. boxing, that welterweight division in particular is absolutely ridiculous. It is Man, flooded with, ta with talent. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things that stuck out in my mind when you were talking. Snoop Dogg did get recognized. He he has his own fight club that he's doing now through Trilla. Um, yeah, bag. yeah. So he he's got, got his bag. opportunity. He he earned it too because that was yes, he did. that was absolutely yeah, was, hilarious. Yeah, it was good. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess they're gonna have celebrities or what? So maybe Nate Robinson and Jake Paul's. Rematch may be on there somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. I hope not. I, hope I not. really hope not. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I don't want to see. Nate should still be in the league. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Basketball league, NBA. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. 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 For sure. Yeah. Should be. Yeah. Should be. Yeah. Yes. He should still be. He should not be fighting like this. This is not no. what I want to see. He's mm -hmm. too young. What is, I think he's like 30, 36, 35. Yeah, somewhere in there. Nah, dog. He's got a. There's a vet minimum somewhere that he could take. Yeah, because oh, he can still cook, man. He can get you buckets. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Man, I, 
just just from watching the fight, like I didn't see, I don't know, like I don't really watch boxing like that, but he just out the gate, he just he had no form. He was just rushing. All he did was rush. Yeah, because uh, like the the YouTube, no form. Because the YouTuber, I mean, he's at least fought one match before, so you can tell yeah. he's had some technical savvy. Yes, right. He's at least done some amateur fights. Like mm-hmm. hey, Robin said, you could tell like he didn't do no amateur fights, no nothing. Like his nah. like helped him out, and he was just going in head first. I don't yeah. understand what this process looked like because right before the fight, they hyped Nate up because they were like, yeah. Nate been going in six days a week training. Oh my gosh, yeah. I said where? I said where? Who? His training need to be fired ASAP. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> because people were like, they didn't teach him defense. I'm like, I'm not fully nah. convinced they teach them offense either because the way <laughs> he said, was just running knock him out as fast as you can. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and, and go the, for the, the kill. Go in for the kill. The numbers got released as far as like fight purses. And I know that this number isn't accurate because I, I wholeheartedly believe that they made more than this when you factor in pay-per-view and some other stuff. And you know, what they display is not necessarily like, you know, however they work. Right. Mm-hmm. But in my story. <laughs> as for me and my house. As for me and my house. <laughs> Reyes and that camp saw that six hundred dollars, and I'm like, "Well, shoot, what you like? What are you gonna learn? What are you gonna learn for six hundred dollars?" I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell nobody that either. Yeah, nah, nah. yeah just swing. <laughs> these son are boxing gloves. You use these to punch your opponent. Yeah, these are boxing gloves. <laughs> Run me my money. Oh shoot, that that'll be eight dollars. That'll be eight dollars right there, right off the bat. That'll be eight dollars, yeah. please. Yeah. That, that was that was a big takeaway. Uh, Tyson looking like he could at least gone another few rounds and been fine. He wasn't gassed at all. Uh, we're looking like he was about to pass out at any moment, and and you could definitely tell that Tyson was holding back. Like I'm not, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna hurt you a little bit, but I ain't, I ain't gonna. I'm not trying to knock you out here. I, yeah. I think I didn't. I was trying to look it up afterwards, but it looked like they had some agreement in place to where mm-hmm. he wasn't going to hit him in the face. Cause he just went straight. They body they, body. they did. Okay. Cause I was the, like the two, the two agreements yeah. were no hitting in the face and they had 10 ounce gloves. Mm. Okay. Yep. So that, that was one takeaway. Cause I, I figured Tyson's like, man, if I hit you in the face, like it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap city, the basement. <laughs> and then the other thing I was impressed with, with Tyson, cause he looked good. I mean, he, mm. cause I think he was only like two pounds off his actual yes. boxing weight when he was actually boxing. So yeah. I mean that's 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 Damn. pretty impressive that's um, to get yourself back in that kind of shape. His hands Roy speed was there. Yeah, because Roy looked a little. I mean, I mean he's he's what fifty two, fifty three. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's harder, but I mean, Tyson looked really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Roy is fifty one, and and Tyson's fifty four. Fifty four, uh, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, and and Tyson yeah, definitely looked, looked like really the younger good. man. And <laughs> <laughs> like, he, looked, yeah. he sure did. Yeah, like he. Some of those training videos too. Listen, when they said that his team, his uh, sparring team, had to get shoulder surgery for holding the bags because they were getting hit so much and so hard, I was like, I I want no parts of that. I want none, (laughs) none. Facts. Yeah. So there's a there's a rumor. Okay, so there. So this is a thing now. So they're saying that this is called like Legends Only League, right? And Tyson's mm. a part mm. of it. Mm-hmm. And Tyson's 
I don't know who said it, but there is talk, and I think the rumor is, is that Tyson called out Holyfield. Mm. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. What y'all think about that? About to lose another ear. <laughs> <laughs> what's left of it? <laughs> yeah, what's left of it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That. I, man, I think, I think Tyson would destroy it, man. Yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't see – <clears throat> I mean, I haven't seen Holyfield in a while, but I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think it's a good look. It, it, the, the thing that sticks out for me is that how seriously are these legends going to be taking fighting Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson took this seriously. Like, to lose 100 pounds, you know, like you said, he's like two to four pounds above his – and be passionate about it. Like, I think yeah. Mike is invested right. in it. Are you going to get the same level of investment from these other fighters to actually make it – little bit more competitive I, yeah worthwhile that's Absolutely. that's my only question nope yeah. and you're not i think uh, i think some i think some people would but i think in large no nah. i think some people just can't like the last time i saw holyfield he was on some like reality tv show with alex rodriguez about like investments and getting back on his feet mm -hmm. financially mm -hmm. and he just looked slow like he looked like a <laughs> fighter no i'm not, I'm not trying to be funny <laughs> but he looked like a fighter <laughs> He looked like a fighter who took too many headshots. No, no, yeah. I mean, he processes real slow, thing. slower. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, it's, it's a real, slower. it's a real thing. Yeah, and the, uh, well, honestly, the other thing that kind of went through my head watching it was, uh, from the Tyson's perspective, it's just I kind of wish um, he had this kind of clarity and mentality that he has now because it seems like he's in a good place. Yes, mm -hmm. like I wish we could have saw that, you know towards the end of his career, because I feel like he lost some opportunities there as far as some of those fights at the end. If he had, like, the mindset he had now, like, back then, oof, man. Yeah. And he's already, you know, a legend and great. But I, I just try to imagine, like, him kind of maintaining that momentum that he had yeah. pre-Buster uh, Douglas, I should say. I think yeah. after that, it kind of went downhill. Yeah. But... Um, but because uh, he would yeah, have six kind of going through my head. I was like, man, Mike good. Mike is good. He's good. I and I good. think he has what six total losses in his career. And yeah, yeah, I think six. Yeah, and six. pretty much it went from Douglas and then it just went downhill from there where he lost yeah. the rest of them pretty you know, most of the other ones after that. I think it was, it was Holyfield and uh, Lennox Lewis, I believe, was one yep, of them. Lennox Lewis, yep. Uh, yeah. And then he lost to a a, a quote unquote no name in one of his the last fight. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think he was just mentally done, uh, and yeah. so yeah, I agree with you. If he had the mentality he has now, the maturity that he has now too, yeah, he uh, looks really good. He could have hung in there and revitalized himself while he still was in his physical prime. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, how do you feel about him? You know, there were some talks. I think it may be a little bit too far fetched to have him fighting uh, heavyweights that are in their prime. But what about some of the up and coming fighters that haven't established a name for themselves? Um, fighting Mike Tyson. <laughs> Coach Wickham says, no, 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 no. I, no, I, 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 I don't I know. I love Tyson, but Tyson going to get caught by one of these young boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. He's going to get caught I, by one of these young boys. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to see that. Like, remember yeah. when Suge Knight got knocked out? <laughs> How big of a thing that was? Like, that would, that's what would happen. It's like, yo, yeah. somebody knocked out Suge Knight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I still see the video. I still uh, think of the video where uh, Tyson was on that Segway and fell off of it. Like, uh, I'm good. I don't want to. Mm. Nah, I, I, I don't want to see it. Mm -mm, nah. So. 
We'll stick to the legends. Maybe, we'll yeah, we'll stick maybe to the like legends. A, maybe like an exhibition fight, you know, like two or three rounds or something. That might be interesting, but. But yeah. a real fight. Real fight. And how yeah, do you do exhibition fight. boxing? Like, I, I still don't quite under, um, understand that concept. <laughs> yeah. We saw um, it. Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. Exhibition is no, is no, it's no winner, but I think one of, yeah, they said it's no winner. And I think it was Snoop or somebody had a good point. It might've been Sugar Ray. And one of them was like, if it's like, if it's exhibition, then why don't they have headgear on? Right. Like that's Nate Rob should have had on headgear. He should have, yeah. That, that's exactly what I was about to say. Nate, Nate should have had headgear on, man. Like, man, like he, he really could have got like, I, I thought he died. Yeah. I thought he died like right that, there. That was, I was like, bro. Yeah. They said he was dead. He got it. That picture had that picture had them uh, after the fight. The, back. Yeah, <laughs> the, the internet's cold, man. No uh, chill. No chill. No so, chill. Internet's man. Cold. Oh, oh, he got knocked out by somebody that rocked with Disney Mouse with a with a Mickey Mouse, man. <laughs> Yeah, and Jake Paul Petty, he over in, the, in his on his IG wearing a Nate Robinson jersey, posing for the camera and everything. Like he just rubbing it in. Like hey, he, man. he, man, hey, I he earned it, but he's fight. a jerk at the same time. I want to, I want to see him fight Conor McGregor. I want to see that fight. See how that goes over. You know, before we I move on, he don't want that smoke, man. Before, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Coach K. <laughs> yeah. Before we move on, I want to say that's what made the loss worse, in my opinion. Not only did you almost die in the ring. But then the interview, the post-fight interview that Jake Paul had, where he was like, you know, they talked about him breaking his nose. And he was like, yeah, I broke my nose uh, during meditation. And, and uh, he did say that. yeah, Jim Gray was like, how do you break your nose during meditation? He was like, I guess it was like one of these. And I, he was breathing too hard and, and he broke his nose. And, and so that set him back for a little bit. Uh, then he talked about, I got my new album dropping or my new single dropping and everything like that. He saw about all this stuff. I'm like, bro, Nate, you lost that, brother. Like, that makes it even worse, in my opinion. I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad Nate's okay. And I hope he yeah. he goes and he, like, buckles down if he wants to fight again and really looks at getting trained and stuff like that the right way. But, I hope he learned his lesson. Yeah, it was salt in the wound on that post-fight interview. I said, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Yo, I don't want to see that? another fucking... Oh, so sorry, can you just no? Can you just sound like a uh, like an old black dad? He said, "I hope you learned this lesson." <laughs> <laughs> you don't play boxing. You play yeah. basketball. You that's, don't play that's basketball. All, all old heads been saying, "You don't play boxing." You don't play, you don't play boxing. Your hands belong on a basketball. It's a decision that has to be made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so you know, Amar, you alluded to it's a big fight this weekend. Errol Spence Jr. versus Dan Garcia. And so I, I guess we'll start, we'll start with you, uh, Coach Wake Up. What are your thoughts about this fight? Who do you have winning and why? I think I have Errol, I think I have Errol Spence winning. Um, I'm a little concerned because this is his first fight since the car crash, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that he didn't take a tune-up fight before has me a little worried. Um, mm-hmm. I would have wanted him to take a journeyman or take some other guy um and you know just get like get his reps up but then again i'm not in his camp um but yeah i got i got spence i think he's just a little too quick little a little more technically sound than garcia and garcia is a great fighter but i think everything that garcia does spence does better Mm. so i think he'll win by majority decision i think i think garcia will win some rounds but i got i got spence with the dub 
Nice, good take. What about you, Coach Natty T? I actually got Garcia winning. Mm. Um, to your point, Coach Wake Up, um, I think the layoff may affect Spence a little bit more because his specialty is his quickness and his sharpness. And sort of like the, the Lomo fight where he was a little like, you know, he had that year off and it was a little, eh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I have, a, I guess, a, more of a fear of that. Um, and I think Garcia is, is technically sound as well. I just don't think he has, he's, he is as sharp and as quick, you know, when they're normally in their prime. So that's why I think he'll, he may squeeze it out like a split decision type, mm-hmm. type of thing. So that's what I'm kind of leaning towards right now. Even though I love Spence, but I just think the layoff concerns me a little bit, especially with what he does with his skill set. Like, you got to stay sharp. So that's what I'm a little concerned with. Thanks. What about you, Coach K? Who you got? Um, I don't follow boxing like y'all, so I'm just going to have to go with – I'm going to go with Spence, I guess. <laughs> I can't really, I can't really comment, comment on this one. Hey, you can't really go wrong, man. They both can't go wrong. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead, and I, I thought about this beforehand, and uh, <laughs> I, I picked Garcia in this one. I don't think we're going to see a, a knockout in this fight. No. I, I don't think, you know, I may see a knockdown, but not a knockout. Right. Uh, the thing that concerns me beyond what's already been said about the layoff is that I try to look at, uh, you know, you look at a one-on-one matchup, and you look at who are some common foes that they fought. And, I, and that brings me back to Sean Porter. Mm. And so when we th- think about the Sean Porter fight, who gave Sean Porter the biggest competition mm. in there? Okay? Uh, and so through a win or loss, you have a good fight when you're talking about Garcia Porter and Spence Porter. Mm. And yeah. so looking at how he gave uh, Spence such, uh, Porter such a good fight, and Spence not being 100% in this one, maybe, we're assuming we're making that assumption that he may not be all there. I think that does give Garcia edge because it shows that he can go toe-to-toe with a common foe and mm-hmm. still be competitive. And you look at him being hungry because I think he's obviously the underdog in a lot of the circles that I've seen when people are picking this fight. I think a lot of people are going to the Spence Jr. direction. It's, it's dangerous to fight a tough fighter who's technically sound who's hungry and you're not at a hundred percent yourself. So I, that's why I picked Danny Garcia in a decision. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. We'll be watching though. We're going to split that $75 though. I'm going to tell you that much. I ain't paying $75 myself. No way. Like that's a split decision right there. That's a split decision. Facts. I just just hope that whoever wins this fight gets bud. That's all I, that's all I want. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I want the winner to get butt. Because he deserves a good, like, high-profile fight. Yes. And he That's really true. hasn't had that. And it's like, you, he, nope. you knock down whoever you put in front of you. So yeah. no disrespect there. But, like, he deserves a, a, a top-notch fight like this. It's a big, yeah. it's a big money fight. Big yeah. money fight. And, and we'll be there to watch it, it, it hopefully, if it happens. If it happens. Yeah. Uh, so next we're going to transition from boxing and do a little bit NBA. So I think we're all excited. It just feels like the season just ended because it kind of <laughs> did just end. Uh, so tight turnaround time you know, uh, for, for, for the players and, and for the league, but great for us as fans that we didn't have to wait too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's very smart on the league to capitalize on the Christmas platform to, still to, <clears throat> to have that 
uh, but still have a couple of tune-up games beforehand. So you can get a pretty good quality product there on Christmas Day for a lot of the teams. Um, so we'll talk about that in one of, uh, one of our uh, future episodes, uh, kind of breaking down some of the, the matchups. But we're just going to kind of lead into NBA free agency. There was a lot of movement here within the last few weeks. Uh, and so there's some arguments of teams that got better. Sometimes the teams got worse. And other teams, it's like, did you really just make that move? Did you think that that was going to make you better? So there's a lot of that going around. Uh, you, sound like, you sound like Patrick Ewing. Did you work on that shot? <laughs> Did, you <work? laughs> Did you shot that in the game? <laughs> like in a real game where there was like people there and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Um, the, the latest, of course, is the, the John Wall, Russell Westbrook Brooke trade. And so that's mm-hmm. a lot of people have been talking about that one. And so, you know, we have two younger guys, uh, Wall coming off of, of, of injuries, uh, there, but still a, a high quality athlete. They have a similar game. Just to give you a few numbers here, uh, mm-hmm. they did have similar contracts. So we're looking at Westbrook having a $133 million contract that's still left to be paid. And, and uh, while being two years younger, uh, you know, still ha- had, uh, I think, $1 million less, I think, was owed on his contract. So they were really right there. It was pretty much yeah. a wash as far as money is concerned. So the big thing was who was going to take on one of these folks' contracts? And then that, the rumor started that, well, they could just be swapped for each other. Uh, and, and so do you, do you feel that there was a winner in this trade? And if so, who is it? Well, I guess I'll, mm. since I, I'm the resident uh, D.C. <laughs> person here, um, I, honestly, I, I think it's pretty much a wash, really. If you, take, if you take the emotion out of it and take a macro perspective of it, because like you said, contract-wise, <clears throat> pretty much about the same. Um, and then just from what I know, just from the local news here, the Wizards were I think, getting a little tired of John Wall because just some of the off-court antics, I know y'all saw, or people may have saw the whole throwing up gang signs video. But if you guys remember, when he first hurt his foot, it was supposedly like he fell in his house. Yes. But the rumor has it is around here is, you know, he was doing some extracurricular activities and that's why he hurt his foot. Hmm. And then even with him hurting his Achilles, I guess he wasn't doing the necessary steps in rehab and that's what caused the Achilles. So I think Washington was just getting a little, getting just getting a little fed up with John Wall. So I think they're just like, all right, let's just move on. So I'm not totally surprised that it happened. But in the end, I think it's I think it's pretty much a wash because I, I don't elevate either team in either conference over, you know, the top teams in each conference. So mm. or else you in the end, I think it's a wash. But the coach's box. <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's curricular that's activities. That, that <clears throat> well, takes that's, going, going hard in the paint in a completely different context. Well, that, I, you know, I just, like I said, you know, because just watching the local channels here, mm-hmm. even throughout that time, like, you know, there's always like little – stuff about John Wall so I just think they were just getting a little fed up with just the antics off the court but you know what what happens that makes a lot of sense coach K what you got for us um I guess for me I'm more I'm more invested of I'm a I'm a big Russell Westbrook fan so I I just want him to to find a team where he can find a home I don't think Washington is is really it for him um I guess I would like to see him. I don't know. 
I, I, I hate to say it, I don't think he's ever going to get a ring, but uh, maybe if he can get with, like, a team with, like, some young cats and just kind of teach, teach him that bulldog mentality, you know, that's kind of, like, what I would like to see. As far as, like, John Wall, I mean, I guess it's good to see him get a fresh start, but they're – I mean, they're, they're going to be rebuilding the Rockets team anyways. I don't really know uh, what that's going to look like with, with John Wall in the mix, but, um, you know, I'll definitely see what happens. And they have – uh, I just <laughs> it's just it's just weird thinking about John Wall is, is playing in the West now. Like yeah, I think yeah, that's absolutely. I think that's the that's the biggest thing for me is John Wall is 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 in the uh, is in the Western Conference. And on the flip side, Westbrook's in the East too. So that that brings oh, I know thing. exactly. Yeah, brings a whole all different dynamic. dynamic. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, place. I was I was hoping that. Um, I mean, I know there was some talk about. Uh, Westbrook possibly ending up in Miami, and I thought that would have been like an interesting dynamic. Um, but I mean, I know Drot or Drot did. Um, how how much how long is uh, Drogic coming back for? But I know I know he's got to be on the downside of his career too. I, mean, mm-hmm. I think he's like thirty four, thirty five. Mm-hmm. He might have a so, couple good years left in him. I think. Yeah. 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 Those, those yeah, are great but, points. Great points. Yeah. Coach, wake up! What so, you got, man? <clears throat> Um, so I think that John Wall is the more interesting story because we've never seen him outside of DC. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've seen Westbrook on a few teams, but we've only seen John Wall in one uniform. So I am curious to know, you know, how he's gonna, uh, how he's gonna do in Houston, but I'm just looking at Ron went and looked up both rosters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Rockets are building, they're rebuilding, mm-hmm. um, you know, they still got Harden, at least for now. But, I mean, like, if he does still end up moving, their second option is what? P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, uh, you know, DeMar Carroll. Mm-hmm. They got Tyson Chandler, Gerald Green. Tyson Chandler still. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying. They got Didn't they just Chuck sign uh, Boogie and Cousins? They got Boogie. They got, and they got Boogie, Boogie and Cousins. And and I'm and I'm rooting for Boogie. I'm you know I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping he does well, and I'm hoping you know he might be able to come off the bench and come behind PJ Tucker at least to start, and then you know, end up like getting into the rotation. I know, I know, I know. But it's an ACL uh, tear. You don't want. To, I mean, look what happened to Clay. Yeah, you, you still want yeah. to take it super easy. Absolutely. But but the the Wizards are really interesting because it's really. Russell Westbrook and the Pips. So <laughs> you got Bradley Beal, who I'm very curious to see how they play with him because Beal had an all-star level season, didn't get selected to the team. So that was trash. <clears throat> but after that, who you got? Robin Lopez. <laughs> Robin Lopez. <laughs> Robin Lopez. Uh, Shabazz Napier. Shabazz. Uh, He's still in the league. Then uh, – uh, Bertrand, Bertans. Yeah, it's a hot mess. It's it's a hot mess there. I'm just like very much a hot mess. Yeah, you know, like what's they gonna do for Russ? Like, is Russ even gonna get there? Is it gonna be like a Chris Paul thing where he goes to OKC, gets a bunch of misfit, misfits, and turns him into a solid team, or does West, Russell Westbrook have that in him to really develop? Players, people, teammates speak highly of him, so that the thing mm-hmm. of him being a bad teammate is really media driven. Mm-hmm. But you know, does he have like 
the basketball wherewithal to like convert an entire team into a well-oiled machine that I haven't seen from him. That right. doesn't mean he's a bad teammate. Just means he doesn't have that characteristic as part of the skill set. Right. Yeah. I, I think uh, all your all your points are extremely valid, and some of what I I think of as well is we don't know exactly what John Wall we're going to get. How how um, profitable is this going to be? Uh, yeah, for, for, yeah, for it's, it's going to create the buzz. Is he going to be the same player that we saw pre-injury? Uh, when you talk about players that are dependent on speed and explosion, sometimes those injuries can slow you down when it comes to that. You're, you don't quite have that step because watching John Wall in person, I said there's no one in the league that can keep up with him. Like he's just running circles around everyone on the court. He's just yeah, that I've good. I've seen it. That just, You've yeah. seen it. Blur. Yeah. 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 It's just it's just amazing. Even some I guess some of the better defenders yeah. were more physical and, and and talented defensively. They still couldn't keep up with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that going to be a problem? Is he going to have that? And I hope he does. As a fan of his, I hope that that he he's able to bring that. I'm really interested to see what is Houston going to be doing because obviously they blew everything up because they said this uh. fast paced offensive focused small ball is not <laughs> going to win its championships. Here. It's yeah. not because small ball is great until you run against the Giants. So when they when you ran against uh, you have a, a, a AD and Dwight Howard and Javale when you have those type of players on the on the other side of it it, it presents problems for you. When you got a, a, a Jokic that's going to present problems for you. Especially mm-hmm. if PJ Tucker is your lone person that you're that you're putting on these on these big men and he's a great defender but he can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to be able to teach height with that, you know, with, yeah. with those matchups. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm interested to see what type of, of game plan is Houston going to run to make Wall and Harden coexist with each other on the court. Uh, so that's going to be yet to be seen. So the jury's still out on that. I'm not very high on Houston right now. But, I, you know, we got to see what their system's going to look like. Yeah. On the, on the yeah. other side of the equation – I think Russell Westbrook is going to be happy. And when you have a happy Russell Westbrook, um, I, I, I think he, he he's even does a better job of, of, of uh, making an impact on the team. Russ is going to get his regardless because that's just his mentality. Uh, but I think when you have a happy Russ, uh, there's an extra layer on top of that when it comes to team chemistry. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes Russ has gotten team chemistry when the team has been in turmoil. Uh, but you know, when you, when you do triple doubles and people love playing with you and you build confidence within that franchise in the Eastern conference, you can get into a playoffs. You can get into the playoffs there. The East is still weak enough that you can, you can slide in there. I I think it's just up to him and Bradley bill, you know, him and Harden had a relationship beforehand. Uh, you know, him and Bradley bill, uh, they don't, they don't have that playing relationship necessarily, but are they going to be able to work out? So Bradley bill still gets his shots. Bill was frustrated yeah, when Wall was taking a bunch of shots. So is he going to be frustrated when Westbrook takes his shots? Facts, facts. Um, and, and Westbrook, I think, is going to be happy. And I said that because he's going to be reunited with Scott Brooks, his OKC coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I don't think he's the answer for that franchise either. But for the time <laughs> being, I think that's yeah. going to be a good, a good setup. So if, if, if we were to pick a winner today as it stands now, I would lean towards Washington. And he's going to sell tickets and watch. You know that, Natty. People are going to. People are going to. Well, oh, absolutely. I mean, people. You know, obviously, hopefully, when when COVID kind of removes itself from the situation, it can right. come back and watch the games. But no, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, 
having Westbrook in DC is definitely exciting. Um, but again, for me, it just taking a step back. I, I don't think it ele- either team doesn't elevate to me. That's why I think it's a it's a wash because mm-hmm. I'm not picking Washington over you know Boston, Toronto, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Miami. I'm not elevating them just because they got Westbrook. Same thing in the West. Like I'm not putting Houston over, you know, Denver, uh, Lakers. Can't stand the Clippers, but the Clippers. We're gonna talk about them in a minute. We're talk about that later. Are they gonna get to the eight seed though? Like, can Houston even get to the the eight seed with what's out there? I mean, that's a fair question because you know because Phoenix is gonna be pretty nice. Phoenix, yep. Utah got. Yeah, Utah's country, hungry, hungry young cats out there, too. And they have kind of at least, obviously, um, um, the Lakers have added some new pieces and yeah. going to the Suns. But, I mean, for the most part, those other teams have a chemistry going. They've at least been together for a few years. So, And they're just going to hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to have to mm-hmm. figure out. That's a, that's a lot you're going to have to figure out if you're Houston, to your point, James. So, mm-hmm. yeah, oof, I don't know. Did y'all see the um... – I think Dame Dame was being interviewed by I think Fat Joe I want to say on Instagram Live. Mm-hmm. He talked about just how easy the bubble was. <laughs> he was like he was like you know you have a bunch of guys in there. He was like we don't have to travel, check in hotels, right. you know all that stuff. Like as soon as we get off the court, we shower, we go into another room, and all of our our recovery stuff is like right in the next room. Mm-hmm. So because of that, guys are less tired or guys are less tired. They're more, you know, sleeping in this big bed, like this big comfortable bed. Mm-hmm. So they said that's why you saw so many people cook. Getting off. Yeah. <laughs> going off. It was, it was mm-hmm. you know, it, there were the other intangibles, like the focus was only on basketball. So I want to mm-hmm. talk about like the NBA season. We can wait until it's a little closer before yeah. I really like offer my perspective. But I think as much as I was looking forward to last season before COVID, I'm definitely all things considered like I'm I'm curious to see where this goes cuz it can go in a lot of different directions. It's very interesting. Very yes. much so. Mm-hmm. Very much yeah, so. Yeah, it is. I think yeah. this is going to be a struggle for the NBA not having the control that they did in the bubble. I think we're going to see some things that mirror what the NFL's had to do. Uh, when it comes to rescheduling games and and just kind of saying, "Hey, we might throw an extra playoff team in here. We'll we'll restructure this over here." They're going to have to be flexible with the season, no doubt in my mind. Absolutely. Because, again, to your point with the NFL, I mean, not to go too much into it, but really it's not the the players have gotten COVID. It really wasn't on the field of play or the court of play. Mm-hmm. It was when they went home. Mm-hmm. With them not being in this bubble, you know, people are going to have people over, people are going to do stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, this virus is very, you know, it, 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 it pops up whenever. So. Because the bubble, the bubble was a protective factor. It was a protective factor. If, if everyone in here is negative, and I know that they can't be here unless they're negative, I'm not going to have my mask on. Right. I'm going to go to another person's mm-hmm. room, and we're going to. So now we're talking about building habits through this this new environment that we have now. Even those who played just a few months ago, those habits are going to have to change because you can't take anything for granted anymore. No, you can't. Like, you don't have that controlled environment where you're going to feel safe around everyone. So are you going to be disciplined enough to take care of yourself and be responsible in your social interactions? 
And mm -hmm. I think our country has showed that when you give us a little bit of freedom, we take advantage of it in the wrong direction sometimes. <laughs> uh, America is, is, is based on freedom as a definition. And freedom basically means don't tell me what to do. Right. Do whatever I want. Don't tread on me. Like these are all things that people stick their chest out over. So it's part of, of the framework of America. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's 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 uh, one of our gods. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna bow to you know the comfort that comes with our freedom. So of course not. What you mean wear a mask? What you mean? Right. What you mean? How dare what you? What you mean I can't have so and so over? Yeah. After hours. After hours. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know if y'all saw this, but um, I saw it. there was an interesting article that came out like on ESPN, like talking about how I think the NBA is suspending like a randomized marijuana test. Yeah, I saw that. Well, yeah, uh, with the severity of it because of just everything that's going on. And I was just like, man, I was just like, I, I don't know. It's crazy. Just I think, just even I think to think about that. I think part of that, too. I don't know. If, well, again, this isn't a political show but on right. uh, the supreme court they're actually about to rule on that that's what i was getting ready to say like not a federal crime anymore so i think they're just mm -hmm. kind of preempting that because at least from what mm -hmm. i hear around here it looks mm -hmm. like it's gonna it looks like it's gonna go through so i think they're just being proactive and be like oh yeah well we're just not gonna test for it but um yeah but yeah, I mean, you know, it's very interesting and and the, and nba players smoking is like the worst kept secret right yeah <laughs> Yeah, right. So, Honestly, yeah. most professional mm -hmm. athletes, really, because I mean, being as a former college athlete myself, I mean, I had certain teammates that could not function. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Like mm -hmm. I, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but like it got to the point where I was just like, I had to ask. I was like, "Yo, did you uh, do your thing today? Because we kind of need you to play well today." <laughs> <laughs> Right. Straight up. So, right. yeah. you know, uh, you know, it is what it is, man. Everybody kind of has to get themselves ready in their own way. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely. Yeah. I get every see. athlete but MJ did that. <laughs> I mean, in his words, right? In his words. Yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't smoking weed. Exactly. He was just smoking cigars and eating pizza. Right. And, you know, that's, <laughs> what that's right. That's right. Yeah. Doing coke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we'll go through this next one quickly, but you know, through, there were so many more offseason moves yeah. uh, that teams had. Uh, and so, who do you think had the best uh, offseason when it came to new acquisitions and, and drafts and stuff like that? And who had the worst offseason? Uh, Chicago by far had the worst season. <laughs> <laughs> For a little bit of context, Coach K is a, yeah, a frustrated, disgruntled Chicago Bulls fan. Ah. Yeah, I'm supporting the Cavs today, so. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Kenny, how you feel about speaking of since you're supporting the Cavs? How you feel about uh, uh, Tristan and Bo Boston? That's right. <laughs> yeah, mm. that's right. Uh, Tristan Thompson, man. Didn't some, didn't somebody and didn't somebody go to Cleveland? Who went to Cleveland? I mean, was it Andre Drummond or did Andre Drummond get traded somewhere? Well, I think he just re I think he re-signed with them. Re-signed? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think that's what That's a, yeah. yeah. Whoever went there will never hear from them again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I, I look forward to some uh, to some uh, scuffles between Marcus Smart and Tristan Thompson. I, I see it coming. Oh, I don't man. know why. I think that's going to happen. Uh, Tristan Thompson and Boston. I don't really know what that does for him, though. I mean. 
Boston yeah. needed to make some like major moves, and they they just have not. They, they kind of kept go. status quo. Yeah, yeah. They, I they, mean, they 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 lost. I mean, Hayward's gone. Yeah. Depending on what you do with that money, they could do so. They could turn that into a dub if they if they follow up correctly, because now they got that open cap space. But yeah, because they didn't exactly need Hayward. He's a great no, addition, but they didn't need him necessarily. Uh, JaVale McGee is is on the Cavaliers. That's now. what it was. That's yeah. what I was trying to figure out. That's yes. what it was, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he's done getting championships pretty much if he stays in Cleveland. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Man, yeah. Delavadova came back to Cleveland. Yeah. Larry Nance. Dante Exum is also a newer acquisition for them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Clarkson went somewhere. Where did he go? Oh, he went to Utah, didn't he? Utah. Jordan yeah. Clarkson. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I guess to, to answer the question for me, I, I think the best um, the best was actually the Lakers, I think. Um, I think they were the most aggressive. I think um, you can question, um, I guess, with getting Gasol and Montrez and letting Dwight and JaVale go, yep. I think you lose – you lose some athleticism there. Absolutely. But I think you yes. gain in basketball IQ – so, and, you know, LeBron loves guys with high basketball IQ. So, I think um, I think they'll be a little <laughs> – they'll, they'll probably be a little bit different in terms of how, how they may look on the interior. But I think – to me, they were the most aggressive. Um, yes. And then the worst for me, and I'm probably being biased because, again, we're going to get into it, but the Clippers, I think they mm-hmm. – they got Serge Ibaka, but obviously that just kind of replaces Trez. But they they need a point guard. And they, they didn't yeah. make any moves. You get a point guard. I mean, you had Patty B. I mean, Patrick Beverly. We all have our own feelings about him, but I, I'm sorry, we're not <laughs> winning. <laughs> we're not. You're not winning a championship with him as your starter. No, you're not. You're not winning a championship with him I as thought, a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought I, they had. Mm, yeah. That's a glaring weakness that they have right now, and they don't. And I and I think they're still missing. the The leadership question to me is still missing. Okay, they're very so, talented, but I, I question, question for you, Natty. So, so I'm seeing that they got Reggie Jackson. Does that solve that that answer for you? Is that is he not good enough of a, of a point guard? Um. I think he. I mean, I think he's a better option than Patrick Beverly, but yes. I don't think they're going to start him. Yeah, and they're going to keep. They're going to keep Beverly in there, but I, I. To me, I just think they really needed somebody like a Drew Holiday, or even Thanks. getting mm-hmm. Chris Paul back, somebody like that that can be a leader and really be a floor general. Because that's what they're missing. Because they're missing like they're missing a Chauncey Billups, like somebody like that floor general. They're, they're missing – because they don't need somebody that's going to have to, like, do too much or their stats mm. are going to be crazy. Or even, like, a Rondo. You know what I mean? They needed somebody like that. And I think that's a big, glaring, mm-hmm. missing hole within that team. <clears throat> so, to me, that's why I think it, it, they, they, they had the worst free agency so far. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think Ooh. my fa- – I, I agree with, I agree <clears throat> with uh, Coach Natty. The Lakers had the best – uh, free agency offseason by far. Really want to see what Dennis Schroeder does. Um, I've been a long time Marcus Gasol fan. I was a bigger Marcus Gasol fan in Memphis 
mm-hmm. wasn't that big of a fan of him in Toronto. He's a little slower, but mm-hmm. you get him out there with LeBron AD. He's a guy that you don't have to worry about, but because people aren't focused on him, he can play his game. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite move, I have two favorite moves. My first favorite move is Drew Holiday to the Bucks. Yeah, um, buddy. Get, get Giannis with a dog mm-hmm. and, um, you know, see what happens. Uh, my favorite, my other favorite move is, you know, Chris Paul to the Suns. Um, I want to see what Chris Paul and Devin Booker do together. Um, and then the worst is, listen, Jordan, listen, Jordan's the GOAT. I have a bunch of Jordans behind me. Well, oh, yeah, Lord have mercy. But on what planet <laughs> do you pay, and I like Gordon Hayward, but on what planet do you pay him $120 million? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mind LaMelo there. I don't mind that pick. That's fine. I like yeah. it. That's and fine. I actually like LaMelo and Gordon Hayward together. Mm-hmm. Maybe just on some like mentorship or whatever, just in the backcourt. But $120 million? <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, so no. how are you going to build a team when you shout out $120 million? To talk purchase. about small ball. They got nothing. Just trying to get what he can. Who, yes. they, who they got? Yeah, okay, they got they got Terry Rozier. They got <laughs> he, he's oh a dog. Gosh. He's dog. He's good. He is, but then yeah. they've got oh they've got Biombo. Okay, but then they've got Miles Bridges, Malik Monk, uh, Devontae Graham, Cody Zeller. That sounds like Cody the names Bone, of a right? '90s boy group, like <laughs> Cody Zeller, yeah. lead singer. Cody man. Zeller. Yeah, and they got a bunch of who's. They got a bunch yeah. of pips on the team. Yeah, how much Rose? How much is Rosier's contract? Because I remember he, I thought he got overpaid. Good question. Let me let me yeah. see. He did. It was high up there. While you're looking that up, I I echo uh, your thoughts on on the Lakers winning it. You know, they they got younger. Uh, they got skill more skillful in some of their positions. Will they miss the? It depends on matchups, right? Uh, who they're matched up with is. Are they going to miss? some of that uh, athletic height that they that they had outside of Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, did you get the number? I did. Oh, Terry Rozier signed a three-year, $56.7 million contract with the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, that's not. Man. Uh, it, uh, that's still a lot of money. I, it just, yeah, that is. It, it just really frustrates me because, and I, and I think Washington is in a very similar position. They've been that way for years. Is when you're when you're shelling out money like that to John Wall and Bradley Bill, and then you get Otto Porter on a hundred million dollar contract when they Bro, signed him. Oh my! How are you going to build a team with those contracts? Like it, it's insane to think that you are going to be able to be successful in mm-hmm. the NBA to be a true championship contender, putting out money like that, especially to marginal players. Right. And, no, and, and more Otto Porter side than Bradley Bill, but I think teams tend to panic. Milwaukee has done that uh, with um, Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. So far, Chris Middleton, ha- he has a-, a beautiful shot and can light light it up. But is he really going to be the second best player on a championship team? You know, so Drew nope. Holiday was a good addition. And I think we'll see where that goes. But I think they made a mistake investing over $100 million in Chris Middleton. I think that's going to prevent you from getting some of the bigs that you need to support the team. That's going to... Uh, prevents you from getting some of the depth that you need because they're they're really top heavy. Mm-hmm. The Bucks are. I, 
I'm not I'm not in any way condoning what Milwaukee did with Chris Middleton, but <laughs> just <laughs> I don't know. I went to last year I went to Milwaukee for my birthday and uh I you, bro, you would have to pay, show off some big bucks for me to move out there too. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> I'll just I'll just I mean just culture wise, I mean I guess I guess that kinda fits into it now, just like I think they're just trying to get what they can. Because yeah. uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, just based off of you know, I mean, that's another thing too. Is like Giannis, you know, said he doesn't mind teaming up with other superstars. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just like, all right, well, where is he going to end up? Giannis you know, gone. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't signed that thing yet. Like he's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I would so. prefer if people actually, you know, I met them coming to me, to Milwaukee. Is it? Nah, it's, nah, we know. It's, nah, it's not. It's the same. Okay. It's the same. You're trying to build a super team, whether it's with the Bucks yeah. or with the well, Golden sure. Lakers. It's, I mean, but you have to in this NBA. You have, you to. have to. You have You're to. not, Giannis is not beating the Lakers. He's not beating the Clippers. He's like, that's, you have to build a super team now. So I'm not mad at that, but no, he's just I'm not, not going to play in Milwaukee. Mm-mm. Yeah. He's gone. He's going to Golden State, or he's. I would be very surprised if he goes to LA, but I could definitely yeah. see him going to Golden State. Plus, plus the I other mean, thing too, what gets me with you know in the mainstream media because they always are like, oh well, you know, Giannis is just not that type of guy like to go to a big city. I'm like, to Coach K's point, like, listen, man, he is a young multi-million dollar basketball player. Okay, money's not an object. Would you rather live in Milwaukee or San Francisco? Why do you think Jimmy Butler has such a great season? Exactly. You live in Philadelphia exactly. or Miami? Miami, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, it's, it's not just about, like, markets. It's about where you want to live, too. Like, Absolutely. Like, yeah, the time that's spent off the Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what kills me. They're like, oh, well, you know, to be honest, he's just not, like, the L.A. type of guy. I'm like, give you $100 million dollars. And ask you if you want to move to LA. You gonna move to LA? Most people don't most people don't go to LA because they say, Oh, well, the cost of living is too high. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So exactly. what does that mean to somebody who's getting paid a hundred million dollars? Exactly. Exactly. Yes, You'll be fine. Be fine. <laughs> I, I think people made the same mistake judging Tom Brady. You know, I it's because he was winning. That's like okay, I'll I'll stay here. You know, right, so because exactly. it, I'm reaping benefits from being in Boston. Right. You know, like, but when he got the chance, where are you at now? Tampa Bay. Exactly. Tampa Bay. Would you rather live in Boston? Or would you rather live in Tampa Bay? Exactly. Or you know, so I think there's there's well, no, people no. say, well, Brady's not that type of player. It's like, nah, like he was just winning and he bought into the system, so you didn't hear much of what Tom really thought because right. that's the culture that they created there. But now right. it's going. It's a different story. Tom Brady is a human being. Is that's a human exactly. being? He is. I would, and let's. I want to live in Florida and play out the. Whose parents don't retire in Florida? Tom Brady's at the end of his career. Like, let me, let me. Yeah. I, I'll still work. Yeah. Right. But I'm gonna just go work in Florida where it's 80 degrees all the time. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's. I think people people really don't look into the the other things that affect a player's life outside of their of their profession. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and, and so whether it's someone who wants to be on a social scene, you know, they, they can choose a place based on that. The best, better place to raise a family, you choose a place on that. Uh, school systems, you can choose a place on that. You know, mm-hmm. whatever your priority is. And sometimes it's like, I want to win, but also I want to look out for those 
that are that I love, that I care about, yep. and structuring mm-hmm. them as well. And I think that's why LeBron is taking such a big contract in, in this case, is because you notice how he took some some cuts and stuff over the last few years in restructured contracts. Well, having two years in with eighty-five million dollars, I think he's looking at secure the securing the bag this time. He's like, okay, it's not quite what I could be paid, but it's much more than what I have been getting paid. I'm at I'm towards the end of my career. And I think we're going to settle down here in L.A. The family's cool with it. They settle it down. They settle it down. So we're going to create a life for ourselves and be able to build it Mm -hmm. here. Dude Um, brought a second house in the same neighborhood. In the same neighborhood. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In Brentwood. Yeah. That's crazy. He settled. Trust me. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why do you buy a second house? Is is he? I have no idea. Hopefully, it's so I can move in. That's the right. only thing <laughs> that I can yeah. think of. I don't know. Time. Dude bought a second house in Brentwood. Like yeah. he ain't going nowhere. I'm gonna, That's cool. I'm gonna sneak in there, bro, and just have a have a space somewhere in his house. He may not know. know about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. that was, when I I went to I went to Miami. Oh my god, maybe like maybe like eight or nine years ago, and there was a story. They took they take you on like this boat trip, and you go down this like like this long area where there's a bunch of like celebrity houses, like, oh, here's Madonna's house. This is the house they filmed Scarface at. And so they got to like Puffy's house at like the end of the pier. And the, the lady was telling the story like, yeah, so recently um, <laughs> they caught a guy who was living in Puffy's house for like six months and nobody go. knew. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That is like, crazy. Rent crazy. free in that joint. Mm-hmm. Literally Man. living rent free. It's like the Atlanta airport. Like you could live there and no one would be the wiser. Like that yeah, place Atlanta. is so huge. Yeah, like, they never know the difference. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One of the 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 quote unquote losers in this off season, uh, I don't think a lot of people are talking about. Uh, so I agree with all your takes, but I would add the Toronto Raptors to the the list. Mm, let's talk about it. So when you look at it, I mean they're a well ran organization, a well coached team. We all know that they. Didn't even have the best time. We're still able to take it to seven games um, uh, last year in, their, in the playoff round. So when I look at it is when you're coming in the next year, you, you've already seen that you're not going to be able to beat the top tier team. And now you have the Nets who are active now. They're healthy. So you have yep. another team that's going to be competitive on that. You have other Eastern Conference teams making moves that can all of a sudden be playoff teams now that weren't last year. Uh, the, the Bucks technically did get better with Drew Holiday. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking, what does this mean for the Raptors? And who did you get? You lost Abaka, you lost Gasol. So who did you get for it? Man, no, Stanley Johnson. Only, <laughs> only thing they did was they signed. Actually, I, I want to get y'all's take on that. Uh, like they signed Fred Bansley for. I'm trying to see what yeah, his no, contract was. Yeah. They they gave him a bag, I think, right? Yeah, they gave him yeah. a good bag. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I guess, I guess, I mean, it's kudos to teams who like you know take care of their players. But man, like that was that was quite quite the money, uh, quite the contract they gave that man. Yeah, yeah, and eighty-five, yeah, eighty-five million for four years. Mm. I mean, he's a I, good player, but I think with Toronto, um, and I think why a lot of people aren't talking about it is, I think. Once they signed Kawhi, it's like that one-year deal, and he left. I think the writing was on the wall with the Raptors. Mm. So I think, like, with them, with Gasol leaving, with uh, Ibaka leaving, they knew, like, all right, we're just going to have to, like, 
wrap it up and start over again. Like we got our, we sold our soul for the one championship and then we didn't have to just try to rebuild it again. So I think that's why people aren't talking about it. At least that's kind of how I view the Raptors because they just kind of, they, they went all out, sold out for that one season, got the championship and then, mm-hmm. all right, well, let's just start over again. Start over again. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they had, they, yeah, because I think if, if, uh, if Kawhi had somehow re-signed, then they probably would have kept, you know, a lot of those guys mm-hmm. and see what they could do. For but sure. mm-hmm. then they just like, all right, well, we got our one championship. Drake's happy. Like, right, <laughs> right. right. You know, I, I just like, think the folks it. like, if I'm Kyle Lowry and I'm in the middle of this contract and I'm like, we're not going to be that competitive for the duration of my contract now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's not getting any younger. No. Nah. But again, even with him, he's like, hey, man, I got my one chip. So, yeah, he got his one. That's, got that's his more one. than Charles Barkley can say. So, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Charles, <laughs> and, you know, Carl Malone, John Stockton, a lot man. of great players. They yeah, didn't man. get the chip. They didn't get the chip. So, and he, and like, and as much as he's annoying because he always like drawing charges and flopping around, I mean, <laughs> between him and Van Vliet in that series, Obviously, you know, KD being hurt and then Clay getting hurt, you know, that's a big deal as well. But, I mean, they were knocking down some shots, man. So, I mean, they had their moment of glory. So, I, yeah. I ain't got out of So, yeah. I'd like for us to transition quickly. I know we're running short on time here. Uh, what I would like for us to talk about is uh, we could save our projections for the next show. Yeah. But there was some Clippers drama going on. And we heard from some folks this week speaking oh, out about their disdain for the way <laughs> that the, the team was ran under the tutelages of, 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 of Doc Rivers, of Glenn Doc Rivers. Uh, you know, and, and so it, it, makes me, it makes me laugh to, to hear, like, okay, so now all of a sudden people are going to start saying something? Like, right. you going to talk now? After right. you done lost and everything, let's, let's, not, let's not even take into account you were up 3-1 in the series under Doc Rivers' tutelage. Um, and then you complain about the way he uses you. And so Paul George spoke out uh, and he said, uh, paraphrasing, he said, I, you know, I didn't really like the, the way that I was being utilized. He was using me more of uh, in a Ray Allen format. And, and Ray kind Allen, of, yeah. And, and he said, that's, I can do that, but that's not really my game. What does that have to do with you hitting the side of the backboard three times in a <laughs> oh, game? Man. That has absolutely Ray, nothing yeah. to do with that. No. How many, how many times has Ray Allen hit the side of the backboard in the playoff game? Once and he was fouled on the play. Like, yeah. you know, that, that, that's pretty much what happened. Like hard too. Like hard. Like, hard. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. So what do you what do you make of, of the? And then there was a lot of uh, just to update people. You know, there's a lot of talk about the special treatment that Kawhi uh, and, and Paul George were receiving, and a lot of that, um, I guess, disdain was aimed at Paul George on that side. So yeah, Paul George calling the coach out. Uh, former coach Doc Rivers out on the way he's being utilized. Then you have former teammates calling Paul George out and saying, you're getting special treatment. And we can kind of see why Kawhi is getting some special treatment. But you, Pandemic P, that that hasn't made a game-winning shot since your dating rate commercial, like that that, that playoff beat, like do you deserve those type of privileges as well? Uh, And and so just to update people on this as well, uh, Kawhi Leonard – they were talking about he lived, he's in San Diego, you know, so he went to the college of San Diego. He's like, so he's late 
to practice. He's late for the team flights when they have to tra- the travel. He gets, a, you know, he has his own trainer, which I don't think is um, abnormal. I think a lot of professional athletes have their own trainers. And, and security. And security, you know, but they, they would make sure that he had his own, like, practice space and to be able to do his own thing outside of what the team did, you know. So do the Clippers teammates have any, or and former teammates, some of them now, have any legitimate beef uh, uh, with Kawhi Leonard, Doc Rivers, or Paul George? Man. I- uh, I, well, I <laughs> <laughs> man, it's the word. That's the word. Well, I've, right I've already said some of my issues, but I mean, I think it's multifaceted. But I think the biggest problem for me is well, let me start over. For, from the Kawhi perspective, obviously they did that in Toronto. They won the chip, so I think most of the players is like, well, you know, he did just win the championship, so you know they're not going to get too upset about that. But then you bring Paul George in, he's getting the special treatment. It's like what have you done? Like, you know, I I don't understand that. But the biggest problem I have is, is I I don't have a problem with them even getting the special treatment per se. Because again, if I can negotiate, like my next company, if I can negotiate more money and me doing half the work, more power to me. (laughs) Like who doesn't want to do that? Right. However, I expect results at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And if you that whole game seven, third, fourth quarter situation, that effort that you guys put up, I don't want to hear nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear nothing from y'all. Mm-hmm. And there's no the other biggest problem I have is they're they're not taking any responsibility. Like nothing from Kawhi, nothing from Paul George. Obviously. There probably were some issues with, you know, tactically and things like that with why they lost the series mm-hmm. of 3-1. But if you're a superstar <clears throat> and you're getting all this parental treatment, you have to take some responsibility for your play. And I haven't heard that. They keep pointing fingers, mm-hmm. oh, well, Trez was late to the bubble and, oh, Doc Rivers wasn't doing this and this wasn't that. And I'm like, y'all, y'all tripping, man. That's why I just don't – they're very talented. I think they'll still be in the mix, but – like you, nobody's taking responsibility, and that's the that's the biggest problem I have. And I'm like, you ain't going nowhere. And you didn't even bring up Lemon Pepper Lou, and who's what, supposed Lemon to, Pepper Lou, well, but who's a point, walking bucket that scored absolutely hardly anything during that. that but series, to the point, that. but but to the point of throughout the season, if I'm if I'm Lemon Pepper Lou, I'm like, all right, well, he showed up late half the time. Paul George can do whatever you want to do. I'm going to go get me some wings at the strip club. Like, what you going to say? You already set the precedent throughout the whole season. So, like, I can't – knowing all that now, like, obviously it was hilarious at the time when we found it out what happened. But when you really lay out everything that was happening up to that point, like, all right, well, I'm going to just stop in Magic City and get me some wings in. Like, y'all ain't serious. So why am I going to be serious? And again, that's the leadership part. Nobody's taking control of that situation. So yes. they're very talented. They'll right. They'll still be, you know, fifty plus wins right there in the mix. But if you're talking about winning a championship, you at least have to have that part figured out, and they have it. Man, absolutely. I, I, the team culture in there is. I don't even know what it was. I think that's probably more so why Doc Rivers got fired. I think he should have had another shot there. I mean, I've seen videos where Marcus Morris was given, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard bunny ears. <laughs> like, there's just 
ain't, y'all ain't serious, man. Like, yeah, and you know, I think everything that's going on is just a cover up for what the real conspiracy is. Oh Lord, Ty Lue is now the head coach. Oh my God! <laughs> Why does it always have to come knew, back to Ty Lue? Every single time. I knew it was time. going back. I I'm, knew I'm it was going to back. Tell you. <laughs> I, it, I just, it's just, tie my shoes. Lou is not going to lead this team <sighs> to a championship. For those of you that don't know, but that's like, beside <laughs> Coach K has a, I would say love hate, but it's mostly hate relationship with with Ty Lue. Uh, and he's long, had this for years. Coach Clipboard. Outstanding. Yes. Coach Clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he said oh, conspiracy, I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, here, it is. Go. here it is. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, but you, you, no. have, you have him. You have Chauncey Billups in there. As a, they, have, they have a good, you know, coaching okay. staff for that team. Now. They had a good coaching staff last year. They did. They did. I mean. Did. I, I, but would Ty Lue be the one that says we're going to change the culture here? I, it, no, it, I don't think so. I think he can say it, but then Kawhi don't think he won't listen like, to him. He ain't gonna listen to him. He's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, it, to me, it's disappointing because I, I, everybody was, everybody was. I mean, how Kawhi came in was like, this is my city now, and all this and that. <laughs> I wanted to see that matchup. Exactly. And that's yeah. that was that was super disappointing for me, um, especially to see that. And then I don't know, just like. You know, Paul George out here trying to make excuses for for his just not showing up at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was disheartening. You know, we were robbed. It is the great Western Conference Finals opportunity yeah. there. Yeah, man. Sure. Yeah. So, Coach Wiggum, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Do y'all do y'all think that Kawhi's uh, tenure in Spurs at the in San Antonio kind of like turned him off to just coaches? Period. Do you think that had any effect on because you know, like it's it's kind of who who's the coach in Toronto? Was nurse was nurse the coach in Toronto? Nick nurse. Nick nurse. Yeah. Okay. And so they really just kind of like plugged him into a, a, a system that was already functioning and he just added his his you know right. his Kawhi to it. Mm-hmm. But in order for the in order for the Clippers to work last season, it would have required some buy-in, and it's clear that there was no buy-in. No. And I'm wondering if the buy-in has anything to do with, or if, I wonder if Kawhi's bad, uh, you know, like fallout with Pop, if that had anything to do with why there's no buy-in. If he's just like, I'm Kawhi, I'm one of the greatest players in the world. You know, like there just seems there just I just Kawhi just kind of like gives me this like I'm gonna do what I want to do attitude. Like he's just not gonna buy it anyway. He didn't have to buy it in Toronto. Mm-hmm. You know I, I, mean? I I make the analogy of <clears throat> I know some of you listeners. I'm not stereotyping here, but I am throwing out the stereotype just so you can get the oh picture boy. here. Oh when people talk about <laughs> pastors' kids mm. under the control of you have to do this. You're not allowed to do that. There's a lot of structure that goes within that. A lot of limitations, uh, things that you see your peers getting when it comes to treatment and social interactions and opportunities that you may not be able to get because of the way the household can be ran. So that's like a stereotype. And so sometimes when that happens in a household, once you get a taste of freedom, you decide to explore that because you didn't get a chance before to explore those things in your younger years. 
and you saw how much how much fun and and uh, capitalizing opportunities your peers did. Uh, and you're like, well, now that I have access to those things, I'm going to make sure I do them. For sure. I think some of that is what's happening with Kawhi Leonard. So to answer your question, I think, yes, I think when you get controlled, quote unquote, controlled to a certain extent, mm-hmm. uh, again, I make a, 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 you know, a tie into the Patriots. You know, the Patriot way is not for everyone. Like you mm-hmm. really, it's a buttoned <clears throat> up, tight lipped, um, organized, extremely detailed, no preferential treatment organization. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not for every player. So if you win, it's okay. But then once something goes wrong and you have an opportunity to bounce, we've seen a lot of players leave the franchise, right? right? Whether it was to their career demise or not, it's what they wanted to do. Right. And Kawhi right. was fortunate enough to land in another good spot. And I think that's why he picked Toronto because I think he thought they're a player like me away from really making some noise here and at least being competitive in the finals. That was an easy championship to win. Taking nothing away from what they did, but that was an easy like that, that was a no brainer for Kawhi to plug in with that system and that took them to the next level immediately. Yes. And I don't have to commit to you long time. So if I get upset by the way that this is running, I'm going to be out the next year. So you really don't lose anything. You use a year off, you know, you use a year of your career, not, not too much. Yeah. So I think there was some of that. I think, I think you're right about that. I think it's a combination. I think, I think it's that, but I mean, look, some of the demands this dude was making, you know that he's been plotting that for those wheels have been turning for a while. Mm-hmm. So I think that's partially just who he is on the inside. Like he may be like playing this quiet assassin role, but I think I think you're seeing who Kawhi really is. Mm-hmm. Like he, he has he has some little, little diva, a little drama in yes. him too. Yes. So I, I, I think agree. I think it's a combination of both. I agree. I think that's it's always been there. But once he actually, I think he struggled probably with just with his confidence on the court being, believing that he is a great player. But once he actually like, okay, yeah, I am that good. It, boom, it just came out. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a combination want, of both. Oh, go ahead. Right, go I think ahead, my, question, my, my question would be is, uh, does, does this – Clippers team have kind of like the work ethic to get back to where they need to be because no. right now, just based yeah, I mean just based off of what I think I think Kawhi will show up, but uh, I think this year like Paul George making excuses and all this and that, I I don't think anything's going to change. They're going to get bounced out in the second round next year too. Um, I think they need like one of those old school coaches. That's that's why you know. No, nothing. No offense, nothing against Ty Lue, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> we know you don't mean that. We know you don't mean that. Lying, you lying to the public. No, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I just, I think there's other coaches out here too that that. Oh man, who's? I mean, Brooklyn's coach is Steve Nash now. Like, I want to see. I want to. I want to see what like Mark Jackson could do with that team. I would even go out there and say Nate McMillan would have been a good pickup for them. Yeah. Uh, I, I get for, really for the Clippers? Yeah, because you're talking about old school. If you want like a more of an old school coach that's had some success in this league that people yeah. may listen to, I think Nate McMillan is an extremely underrated coach and I think was unrightfully fired from his uh, tenure with the Pacers because he's, mm-hmm. he's helped them be a playoff team, you know, year after year through injuries. You know, Oladipo mm-hmm. hasn't been healthy in how long for, yeah. a, for a complete season? Right. While Miles Turner is your next best player, then you have Bogdanovich right. who was hurt as well, and you were still able to make it to the playoffs. 
in the NBA. And so then you get fired because, you know, you're kind of punished based on some of the health concerns that you've had. I think it was an easy way out. I think you wanted to get rid of him anyway. And they saw this as the perfect time to do That's so. It was just an easy scapegoat. That's yeah. all that was. And that was a horrible move for Indiana. I think they're going to yeah. find a, a, a harsh, long recovery for that franchise. Did, um, did Oladipo resign with them? I don't know. I thought he did. I feel like he did, too. He must have, like, a fire studio set up out there. <laughs> there's, there's zero reason for him to stay because they're just – Indiana is going to be nothing more than what they are. Yeah, we talk about people needing to regut to rebuild. Like, yeah, so he he's uh, at least going to finish out this year, I, I think. Uh, he's in the third season of his fourth season. Okay. Or, yeah, yeah, and I think he, he may probably, have an option. It's probably yeah, he probably has an option at the end, so it's probably mm-hmm. more than likely it'll probably be his last season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, that that was just a sad situation. All right, so we're gonna move forward to. Um, there was an article oh, that, hit, that hit our group chat uh, sent out <laughs> by Coach Natty T uh, that, that 